I think it's really important for us to revisit the foundations of our faith because uh, it's what re-energizes us often. It reinvigorates what we believe and um, we, we understand again why we believe it and, and why we do these practices. Um, you know, we have a, a big giant horse trough in the front of our church today and some of you who aren't familiar with this wonder if there's a horse coming in, but there is no horse. It is simply a container of water. We're gonna baptize people. We're gonna water baptize them. And we do this, it's, it's a symbol, there's no doubt, but it is an important symbol and an important step, an essential step in, uh, I think, our journey of faith of becoming a disciple. And so I just wanna talk to you for just a few brief moments because it is a decision I think that is essential to every Christian. Some of us, you know, we, we make good decisions, we make bad decisions. You know, I, I had some great decisions this week and then I had a few bad ones. I, I made some decisions about inviting some people over for Thanksgiving, it was wonderful. And then I had a bad decision where I ate way too much. I made another, I, I made another bad decision, I, I made a good decision. I went out and, and exercised but the bad decision was I played touch football on Friday with a bunch of people half my age. And the lactic acid buildup in my muscles is so bad. <laughs> I could barely walk around yesterday. It was terrible. In fact, today I'm still a little bit um, sore and stiff. There, there's, there's decisions that we're making each and every day, but here's the thing. This decision this decision to be water baptized with these five people that we're gonna look at, I think maybe there's four of them, um, there's these, this, is a, this is a pivotal decision in their lives. This is a memory that they will have for the rest of their lives. A pivotal moment. And, and I wanna explain to you what water baptism really is. I wanna remind you of what it is, all right? So, so you can follow along in your message notes. Because baptism is fundamentally about dying to our old ways of life. It's fundamentally about saying goodbye to an old way of living and hello to a new way of, li of living. Uh, 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 an embracing of a new way of life. So baptism is incredibly personal. It is a personal decision that every person makes on their own. We can't, we shouldn't ever force someone to be baptized. That's why we don't practice infant baptism, right? We believe that our faith comes from our will, a decision. You're not born into a faith uh, in a family that you're born into. You, you come to faith by believing, by your own will, by your own decision making. And that's why our decision making regarding Jesus, is he who he said he was, or is he not? We have to decide. This is a very personal thing. It's an individual thing. We personally identify, when we do it, we personally identify with Christ. We say to ourselves and to the community, we want to be like Jesus. We're gonna identify with his death, and in that way, we're gonna lose our lives. We're gonna offer our lives. The Bible says that whoever wants to save his life, as he tries to save his life, he's gonna lose it. But whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it. 
And so you choose, we decide, it's a personal thing, you, you have to decide to lose your life. It's a personal profession of faith and an individual act of obedience, of obedience. Do you know, do you know that Jesus obeyed his father in being water baptized? Jesus actually came to John the Baptist. He was baptizing people all over uh, Palestine and they were coming to the Jordan River to be baptized and, and Jesus comes to him and he's ready to be baptized and John the Baptist looks at him and goes, uh, actually he didn't say that. He said, behold the Lamb of God. <laughs> but the second thing he said was, uh, Jesus, uh, you're, I'm, I should be baptized by you. You shouldn't be baptized by me. And Jesus responded to him. He said, no, this is what we should do. This, we need to fulfill everything that's been written about me. This is what has been ordained. And he obeyed his father in being water baptized. Now, did Jesus need to be water baptized? He was sinless, right? He didn't, he didn't frankly, he didn't need anything. He was fully divine and fully man. But as fully man, he, he became the, the illustration, the picture of all that we are called to be. And what he did was he surrendered to his father and everything his father wanted him to do. And so he decided he was going to obey. He was going to become obedient in water baptism and as he obeyed, you, I don't know if you remember the story. We won't, we won't have time to talk about it here or to look it up here, but I want to tell it to you. When he, was, when he was water baptized, something else happened. There was an, a, 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 a visual presence of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. It was not a dove. It just looked like a dove. Some people think it was, the, it was the dove of the Holy Spirit. No, it was, it was just this thing that showed up and God said to him, his father said to him, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And, and so something happened. He was, he, I think he was filled with the Holy Spirit and God was rewarding him for his obedience to him. Now, if he was rewarded for his obedience, think, check out what happened after Jesus' baptism. After Jesus' baptism, all kinds of miracles started happening. All kinds of stuff started taking place. All, he, he had an authority to deal with Satan. Actually, one, one gospel records him going straight into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after his baptism. He received an authority. He received a uh, a positioning. He received a confidence. He received a new way of functioning, if you will, that resulted in all these incredible things happening in his life and in other people's lives. Now think about that. That's what we're called to do when we obey the Lord in baptism. We become like Jesus in this way, we identify with him. We say, no longer am I gonna live my old life, I'm gonna live a new life in Christ, the life Christ wants to give me, the life Christ lived. I, it's not, listen, hey, it's not just about believing. Christianity is not just about being forgiven. It is about being forgiven of all your sins when you believe in Christ. But what water baptism is a step 
in the journey of becoming like Christ. And what you say, what happens to you when you do this is you, you're not just forgiven. You start taking on power and authority because you're living a different life. It's not just about believing. It's about living the way he wants you to live. I know plenty of, I know plenty of believers who don't live like Jesus wants them to live. And so there's an obedience here, and obedience in water baptism is a moment where you say, I'm gonna leave my old life behind, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take on my new life in Christ. Look at Colossians 2, 2.12, all right? He'll, she'll put it up on the screen. Look what it says. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Some of you, some of you have been Christians a long time, and you've forgotten what kind of life God has called you to. Could I encourage you to get reattached? Could I, could I encourage you to get familiarize yourself with this life that you are offered? Some of you who've been baptized, water baptized long ago, you know, you can re-familiarize yourself. You can, you can get in touch with this life that God has offered you. And so it's personal. And it's a physical, and of course, it's a personal decision, right? But it's a physical demonstration. It's just water. It's just a horse tank. But something supernatural happens. It's a physical demonstration of a spiritual reality that's already happening. Now, let me clarify. This is really important. Salvation only comes by faith in Christ, by grace, through faith, alone. Salvation only comes by grace. It, it doesn't come by water baptism. So you can believe, never be water baptized, and never embrace the new life that God wants for you. I've seen it many, many times. There is something that God wants to give us. And so Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves, so that nobody can boast. It is not the act of being dunked that actually gives you salvation. There's something already going on in every baptism candidate. Every baptism candidate has something happening in their lives. There's a spiritual rebirth, a regeneration that's, that's happened and is happening. And so, so they're doing this here today and making a personal decision, but it's not just personal, it's also communal. Baptism is communal. Communal, that means, that means it's happening in our community. We make a profession of faith to our community. And when we make a profession of faith to our community, we, we offer them the opportunity to celebrate with us. The community becomes the celebratory participants and it automatically creates accountability. It says every one of these people, they come up here and they say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get dunked. I've decided I'm following Jesus and I'm leaving my old life behind and I'm embracing my new life on the other side of this tank and I want everybody to know it. I want everybody to know that I'm on the road with them, that they're with me and I'm with them and if you see something in my life, you call me on it. If I need help, I need you to come and work with me and, and share with me. They're saying, they're, what they're really doing is they're going public with their faith. Now some, I, I, had a, I had a lady ask me one time, she said, so why don't you have everybody like, like come down the aisles when you ask them to commit to Christ? Well, I, one of the reasons I don't is because I, I, I don't, 
I don't think that an emotional, an emotional appeal at a church service always creates just the right attitude or atmosphere for making a quality decision for following Jesus. Because following Jesus is not just adding him to the rest of your life. Okay, we've already said it's personal and it's, there's something about letting go of your old life, right? So many people just try to add Jesus to their old life and they don't embrace their new life. And that's a problem. And so we, so, so I, I often, I, I'll let people communicate that they made a decision and then we'll follow up on them. They have that opportunity to every single Sunday, every Sunday. But this right here, this is going public with your faith. This is saying, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in. I'm so all in. I'm going to go through the embarrassing process of being dunked in a horse tank. <laughs> and there's a humility about it, isn't there? There's a humility about it. Just, and I think this is very Christ-like in a way. To enter into that humility in front of the community. Look at what Romans 6, 4 through 6 says. For we did not... Oh, sorry, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Some of you might look at that and go, well, this is the same verse as Colossians. It, it, it was the same writer, most likely, the Apostle Paul. But I want to draw your attention to how many times he says the word we. We. This is a communal faith. There's something happening. Have you ever noticed you can't baptize yourself? You can't baptize yourself. You can't go swimming and say, I'm going to get baptized, and then you, you baptize yourself. No, it's, you have to have the participation of others. You, when, you, when we're baptized, it's a communal event, and there's good reason for it. Number three, baptism is spiritual. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit to put our sinful nature to death and exchanging our old life for resurrection life. So it's a spiritual process. We talked about how it's a physical demonstration, but it's a spiritual journey. So <clears throat> it's spiritual, and there's a regeneration happening in each person. Look at Romans 8, 11 through 14. Here's what it says. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in who? In you, in me. Me and you. And in we. <laughs> it lives in we. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. I don't know what it is, but people come up to here and they come to this this horse tank, and they walk up, and they get in this, and I, I can tell they're nervous. There's a, there's a weightiness to it. There's a, a burden that they're carrying. They're, there's this sense of, of nervousness. They're in front of all these people, but there is a spiritual dynamic that's happening, and they weep, and the people that are standing all around them, they watch them go through this process of identifying with Christ, and they cry tears of joy. There is a deep spiritual work that God is trying to do here when someone goes public with their faith. And so in verse 12, he says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation. Everybody say obligation. obligation. Say it one more time. Obligation. What is an obligation? 
You got, you got to have a duty. There's a duty to, to try to stop something. Look at this. He says, you, you have no obligation to, your sin, to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You don't have an obligation. You don't have, you don't have any, any peop, anybody, any person, anything to sort of um, like, like be forced into doing what you really want to do with your old flesh. Your old flesh always is saying, come on, I don't want you to, I don't, you don't need that new life in Christ. You don't need to do all that. You need to do what you want to do. This says you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do, for if you live by its dictates, in other words, if you are dictated, if everything you do is dictated by your flesh, you will die. Hey, hey, Everybody dies. <laughs> Every, it's, you're going to have one death. It can either be a death of your old life and a putting off of all your old flesh and a death that results in resurrection power in Christ or it will be the death of, a, of an old person who wasted their life living for themselves and had no peace. Everybody's going to die. It's just you've got to decide how you want to die. Verse 13 says, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the Spirit, through the power of the Spirit, you put to death. Oh, are you, are you tracking this with me? I know this is, might be getting boring for you guys. But this is the best part right here. This is the best part of the whole thing. The only way to put to death the old life is not through your own will, your own ability, your own strength. It's, it's this, that none of that works. Willpower never works. That's why there are a bazillion dieting commercials on TV. Why? Because none of them really work by willpower. Everybody, and so you just have to kind of keep going, and then you, and then you get fat again. And then you gotta, then you, did I say that in public? Then you, and then you gotta go on the diet again. And you got, the your willpower will fail you. The only way to get rid of an old way of life is by the Holy Spirit and by the work of the Spirit in us. And as we do this, as we obey the Lord in baptism, the Holy Spirit begins to work. He begins to fill people with his Spirit. Every person who goes through this will be prayed for to be filled by the Spirit. And then they have to be filled every day, right? Because people leak. You gotta, you gotta be filled. That's why we read our Bibles. That's why we pray. That's why we continue to come to church because people leak. Like the Spirit, like, like our containers are leaky. And so we need the Holy Spirit to keep filling us so that we can put to death the old nature and allow the resurrection life of Christ to be our life. That's what we're doing. That's what this baptism represents. Baptism is a no and then a yes. It is a no to my old way of life, and it is a yes to the life of the Spirit. And so, we're going to baptize some people. And I want you to—I want you to rejoice. I want you to—I I, I want you to love them. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some of you may be sitting here, and you're thinking to yourself, "I, you know, I've never been water baptized, or I've been water baptized as a child, but I, my life." I cannot figure out how to follow Christ. I can't, I've, I've struggled. I, 
Some, some of you, it may be because you've just never obeyed the Lord in water baptism. There's a phrase in the New Testament. It's, have you been water baptized since you believe? They would ask different people. And there's a thing that happens. It's not just, you, you can believe in Jesus and you can follow him and, and, and you have salvation. That's fine. If you want to leave your life, if you want to leave your old way of life and embrace a new way of life, one of, the, one of the things you may need to do, you may need to do more than just this one thing, but certainly as, as people get up out of this tank, the devil's going to attack them and he's going to make them think that this was useless and pointless and it didn't mean anything. Listen, that's the devil talking. He's the accuser. It, it's not true. There's a spiritual miracle that happens right here. And so some of you may want to be baptized today and, and, and you didn't come. You're not on the list. You're on God's list. He's got his finger on you. Now, there may not be. We had, we had a bunch in the first service that wanted to be baptized. And I made it, I'm making it easy for you to be baptized spontaneously because I've got shorts and T-shirts up in the, in the restroom upstairs, all right? If you want to do that, Kim, go right over there, and, and I'm gonna, Kim's going to stand there at the table. If you want to be baptized spontaneously, you just go see Kim, and she'll, she'll direct you and lead you to... Um, <clears throat> What, what we have for you. If you're, if you're a lady and, and you need stuff, you know, like you, you can't get wet in your hair. We got hair dryers. We got stuff to put your face back on. We got, we got, all, kinds of, we got all kinds of stuff and, 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 and shorts and shirts for you too. So, so if you want to do that, I want to welcome you to take this step today. Take this step today, all right? And as we start singing, if this you, I want you to go over here and talk to Kim and she'll direct you, all right? So we're going to sing one more song and then I'm going to call all the baptism candidates up. So here, here's what I want you to do. Just, um, I want you to hold the hand of the person next to you. I know that's sometimes a little invasive, but there's something good about it. Uh, that, that, that last guy, Jose, there's something going on with him. Like it was that, there's that thing. I mean, something's going on with all of them, but you could sort of feel it. It was like, oh man, this is a significant moment. And, and, there, and, and this is, we, we, need to, we need to be the church that will work together for more of those moments. Okay, really. I mean, I mean neighbors, friends, I mean, it, it, it's a journey. You have, to, you have to lead people a little bit at a time. But I want us to commit ourselves to be that kind of church. All right, will you join me? So, Father, we thank you that you've made us a community, a community of Christ, a community of Christians, of little Christs, little anointed ones that you've given your spirit to, that we can carry your spirit everywhere we go. And so, Lord, I, we pray that you would give every one of those uh, people who are, who are baptized today the courage and belief, the, the strength, the wisdom, the grace that only your spirit can provide. And we, we ask you, Lord, to give them, Lord, this understanding that they would resist the enemy who would want to lie to them and steal from them and kill them. Lord, we pray that they would just walk in the newness of life that you've offered them. And by your spirit, you would conquer all of their, of their old life, all their sinful nature. Father, you continue that in that journey. Lord, thank you for their obedience to 
today. Reward them, we pray. Make us into the community that is influencing more and more people for your sake and for your name so that we can all live a life that you want us to live. We thank you for this, and we honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen.